here's why hard things happen to you. This is news from heaven. Yeah, I figured it out. It doesn't mean that that hard stuff isn't going to be hard anymore, but the worst thing is hardship plus meaninglessness. If we can have a sense of not just why something's happening, but where it's going, where the process is leading, give people a why and they can endure anything. Didn't somebody say that? Somebody famous? What we don't want is you're going through life and you've got, maybe it's something happens to you. You get in an accident or you somebody does something, or maybe it's just your own mind is coming at you, trying to make you insecure or upset, or you can't control your anger, whatever, whatever this negative stuff is. The worst is when you're feeling like it's just, it's just chaos. There's just nothing, no order to this process. It's just a mess and everything's a mess. What we want to introduce is this idea that I don't know about all that stuff I just listed, but there is a category of difficult experience that is actually finely tuned and orchestrated by the divine to do a very specific thing in us, to lead us to a very specific state of mind. And we find that in the middle of Secrets of Heaven 6138. And this is a great uh, example of the Swedenborg experience, which is that you find something really shiny and beautiful inside this very strange packaging. Isn't that kind of like life? that you have all this negativity and superfluous stuff, and you have all these seemingly scattered random random events, but there's this gold inside of it, that when you get down to what it's all about, there's this beauty in there. So we, we got Secrets of Heaven, and here's where we start. And we and our ground will live as slaves to Pharaoh. That's a quote from the... Old Testament. So already it's like, what? Who's Pharaoh? Slaves is freaky. What are we talking about? This phrase symbolizes total surrender, as the following shows. We and our ground symbolize containers for goodness and truth, as right above. What? 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 And as slaves symbolize being without the freedom of self-guidance, as mentioned we got all these numbers in the way. What is this little weird S thing? So it symbolizes total surrender. You keep you keep using this word. I don't think you know what that word means. Total surrender. Okay. Nothing in here is making me feel warm and fuzzy. Nothing in here is making me feel clear. I feel like I dropped into Strangeville and I don't want to be here. Wait. Wait. We have established something really important in here, which is we and our ground symbolizes containers for goodness and truth. So this phrase, containers for goodness and truth. Just stick it on the inside of your glasses so it's sitting there. By containers, I mean the actual forms that compose a human being. Aha! I recognize that. I recognize human being. Okay. So we're being taught about what we are. Because we are nothing but forms designed to receive life from the Lord. Okay, so a container for goodness and truth. You ever think about yourself like that? I am a Tupperware. I am a container for goodness and truth. Well, what that is, is that's some simplification. That's some clarity. Because what's going to lead to all this chaos is the, the, what am I questions? Am I 
something that is trying to prove my own self-value? Am I trying to outdo these other organisms? What direction do I take? Am I... Yeah, you know what it's like. If we can get some clarity and say, oh, what are we? Well, we're actually a container for goodness and truth. Maybe you think feel like that's not that exciting, but at least it's clear. A container, a container knows what it's supposed to do. So we are supposed to be able to somehow accept and house goodness and truth, okay? These forms, us, are such by heredity and practice that we refuse spiritual life from the Lord. Ah, oh, because of how we're born, the negative tendencies that we have in us forms a blockade, but also practice all the stuff that's against what the Lord is, which is love of the human love of usefulness, love of the human race, love of doing good stuff, being nice, everything that's godlike. We have a natural resistance to that. It goes, yeah. It goes against our ambition. But also, there's everything we've done that feels good that's against that path in life. It also, it makes us a container without an opening. We refuse spiritual life from the Lord. That's a problem because this spiritual life is joy. Spiritual life is peace. It's all the happiness we're looking for. And we can't get it because... We're refusing it reflexively. It's a problem. We can't stop even if we want to. So how can we get ourselves to stop? Because I don't want to. I'm, I don't want to refuse anything from the Lord. The more that I learn about, oh, the Lord, God is smart. I would rather have a really high-end financial manager managing my money than myself, because I don't know anything about that. Of course you want an expert. I'd rather have a really good doctor taking care of my health than myself. What do I know? I can Google stuff and then I think I'm dying every second. So, of course you'd want God running your life. The last thing I'd want to do is if that doctor shows up and I say, I don't want to, I don't want to hear what you have to say. This is what we're doing to God. Or what I'm doing to God. I don't know about you. I won't put that on you. Once we have renounced such containers so thoroughly that we no longer have any self-directed freedom, we are in total surrender. Okay. Back to total surrender. Once we've renounced such containers, which containers? What which containers? The heredity and the practice. That, so if we can renounce this, I don't know how good this diagram is, but I do know that this black stuff is in the way of the yellow stuff. If we can re somehow renounce this stuff and get it to the point where, no, 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 come on in. I don't want to stop you. To God. Then we're in, okay, total surrender. This in the, okay, I can start to see how this is cool. Total surrender. Okay. And now we get to the reason that hard things happen. Are you ready? No, it's going to be better than you think. I mean, it's going to be more profound than you think. If we are being reborn, repeated desolation and sustainment eventually reduces us all the way to the point where we no longer want to be our own, but the Lord's. What? 
You don't think that's cool? All right, let me unpack it for you. First of all, if we're being reborn, this is only if we're on the path of we want to be good. There's a whole other trajectory if we don't care about being good, which is just like damage mitigation that God is trying to do. But if you're on the path, which you probably are, if you're looking around the internet for videos about spiritual things, and you you know, if you're if you care about trying to be better morally, like better not as in I earn more, but as in I love what's right and just and fair more. Okay, here we go. Repeated desolation and sustainment. Repeated desolation and sustainment. Is that, hey, if you wrote an autobiography, couldn't the subtitle be, or the subheading be, repeated desolation and sustainment? Desolation meaning I, that whatever just hit me has completely put me past my ability to, I don't know how to handle this section of my life. I am out. Okay. I am at the limits of my power by whatever thing. And then you find something pulls you through. This is you. Maybe you are looking to God and you're saying, God, I can't do this without you. Or some kind of, you can tell, oh, something has helped me here. Somebody helps you. Repeated desolation and sustainment. That process, like waves crashing, why would you ever want to go through that? It's no fun. Eventually reduces us all the way to the point where we no longer want to be our own, but the Lord's. We no longer want to be our own, but the Lord's. You get to a point, what is it, okay, so to have that mean anything that's cool, what does it mean to to want to be our own, what does it mean to want to be the Lord's? I don't know, but here's how I think it shows up in me. There's definitely a lot of things that have happened to me that were negative, that by the end of them, you get to the point where you're basically, I don't want to, I don't want to fight anymore. So, for example, if you, I remember really wanting to be exemplary and stand out over other people. I just want, like when I was young, I listened to all these musicians and I want to be famous. I want to be, these people are so much better than everyone else and everyone thinks they're so great. I want to be that. But once you get to the, once you've been, and, and that's, sure, you can be a musician, famous musician and do a lot of good for a lot of people and you can do it with a good mindset. But if your focus is on a belief that you're superior to other people, that's a very bad mindset for you. And and it's no fun to know that your hero thinks thinks they're better than you are, right? So that can actually eat you alive if you pursue that and just try to do it. But once you've been through the washing machine of life enough and you understand, first of all, what it's like to f- feel like, well, I don't feel special. I feel like this person is more special than me. Or you just realize how valuable each person is, which you only really get through through the breaking downs. You eventually get to the point where you develop a distaste for that sort of ambition, where you feel like, no, I know that that's, ugh, ugh, no thanks. I don't want that. No longer want to be our own, but the Lord, this idea that you're going to want to be your own, I'm going to run my life and I'm, I'm going to, I know what to do. I really like my judgment. I really like my assets, you know, mental or whatever. I'm going to, by the time that you've been through some things and you start to realize, no, what's important 
is that we all get brought home. That there's the next person is just as valuable as I am. The next person needs just as much help. The things that are worth doing are these helpful things. Is is this resonating with you? You get to a point where you say, I don't want to, like, I don't want to be my own. I what what do you want? And it's not even always that overt, but you, I definitely find myself getting. I when I see this, I say, Oh yeah, right. This is freeing me from all these dark clouds. This is freeing me because all that stuff that I felt like, oh, this is great. I love thinking like this and acting like this. This led to all this misery before. It led to it was the way in which hell in all its forms hooks me all over the place. I want to be free of that. And so I find the only way that I really get free of the enticements of the, what Swedenborg would call the pleasures of insanity, which is the pleasures of... Um, sensory gratification above everything and your own self-image above everything, whatever forms that takes. The only way you really get to where I don't, I wouldn't even want that stuff when stuff is going well, where you get new priorities, where you don't want to be your own, but the Lord's and to be the Lord's just means that the, what uh, close your eyes and imagine the coolest thing that you would want to have happen. If you could just press a button and anything would happen when you're the Lord's, the coolest thing that could have happen is, everybody's happy. Before that, the coolest thing, well, who knows what it is? And often it doesn't care at all about what anyone else is. That's what it is to want to be the Lord's. And I get there every once in a while. But it's something that's very difficult to force yourself to have. And the only way that it really takes fruit, you can just see looking back in life, is Desolation, sustainment, desolation, sustainment. You're in the washing machine, you know? And I don't want this to be happening, but this introduces humility to me and introduces empathy to me, broadens my understanding of how the stuff that seems so shiny when I'm in a more adolescent frame of mind is actually not that shiny. You see, you understand what human beings are. You understand what the way we can harm each other. It just like... Okay, no, 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 I'm getting to where I want to be yours, Lord. Now, didn't that just seem like that's God just crunching us? Like, like isn't that kind of heavy-handed? Why, why would God want us to do that? When we have become the Lord's, we enter a state, and this is, when we have become the Lord's, we enter a state in which we grieve and worry if left to our own devices. And once released from that state, return to our joy and bliss. This is the state of all angels. I wish I had prefaced that by saying, okay, we finally got into this place where we don't want to be our own anymore. We want to be the Lord's. Doesn't that mean that we're happy all the time? But what's the state when we have become the Lord's? What's it like? We enter a state in which we grieve and worry if left to our own devices. And once released from that state, return to our joy and bliss. So it's the state that it's flipped when you're happy. If we're left to our own devices. And this don't doesn't mean that you can't function in the world. Swedenborg was in this, got to be in this state. And he went from having a lot to lose. Swedenborg is, the, is a great example of this. He was super successful. I would fairly wealthy enough, well-known respected, admired by his people, a little bit of a celebrity, very full of himself, as you can imagine you would be if you had all those skills and talents, 
he went through this washing machine cycle. You can read about it in his journal of dreams and in his journal of spiritual experiences. And then he said he got to the point where he didn't, he wasn't leading himself anymore. The Lord was leading him, which is a state we can all get into. And he didn't want to lead himself. He didn't want to, from his ego, lead himself. He wants to, from this love of goodness and truth that gets put into you, that feels like it's your own, but you know this is from God. And when you're in that state where it feels like it's yours, but you understand and know that it's God's, that's that partnership that gets you into this joy and bliss when you're in that. And that's the state of all angels. Angels are, are you and I in that state. And that's the happiest state you can be in. The Lord wants our total surrender so he can make us blessed and happy. So he can make us blessed and happy. That's, the Lord is not interested in hierarchy. The Lord is looking at us and saying, you know, I could really help you out. I, I, I made the systems that you live in. I know every little detail of every thought and trace of feeling that you have. I'm, listen, I'm your advocate. I, lo I love you more than you love yourself, more than everyone else loves you combined, even if plenty of people love you. Listen, I can give you this, but it's not, but I don't have to. If you don't want it, you don't have to have it. It's going to be tough to get there, but if you don't want it, you don't have to have it. Because do any of us have to go through this process? No, but it's the best state to be in. That is, he does not want us to be partly our own and partly his. Because then there are two masters. We cannot serve two masters at once. That Matthew 24, famous. Total surrender is also meant by the Lord's words in Matthew. Whoever loves father and mother above me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son and daughter above me is not worthy of me. This is weird. This is really weird because it sounds like you're trying to split up my family. How, how needy can you be? It's correspondences. Father and mother in general symbolize aspects of our selfhood that we've acquired by heredity. Remember that first black cap I had on us? And son and daughter aspects that we've acquired by practice. So then in the negative sense, the negative stuff we come from and then the negative stuff that we create. Human selfhood is also symbolized in John by the soul. Those who love their soul will lose it. But those who hate their soul in this world will keep it into eternal life. If any attend to me, let them follow me. And where I will be, there my attendant will be too. Strange, but if you understand, we're talking about that, that self-directedness. If you say, no, that's not what I want. Then God can get in there and lead you. And lead that self of yours. Entire surrender is also symbolized by the Lord's words in Matthew. Another disciple said, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury his, their dead. That's a very rude thing to say. Can I go bury my father? Let the dead bury their dead. This is correspondential. This is a, this is a teaching. This is not literally you can't go to your dad's funeral. It is saying, look, you've got to, if you want to do this, if you want to be happy, if you want to be in heaven, if you want to go on this being reborn process, because remember, this is not just, it's going to happen. This is if you're being reborn. If you want to do it, we got to do it all the way. If you want to, if you're going to build a successful company, you've got to have a vision, a unified vision that you're going under, right? 
if you're going to build this yourself into this new creation, you gotta you gotta follow the plan. And if we do it, if we are sort of yeah, we're going to follow God, and then uh, you know, actually, I kind of want to be in charge. I'm going to take the wheel. You're going to take the wheel, and we'll both sort of steer. Ditch. You drive into the ditch. And it's impossible to get to where you would really want to let the Lord take over, right? Because it's, of course, and sometimes I'm in that state. Other times, I don't even know what you're talking about. Is that even real? You can only get there through the washing machine. Desolation, sustainment. Desolation, sustainment. If you've said, I sign here, I want to go on this journey, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get graciously put through this until it becomes possible and you understand what it means to have the Lord be driving. Submission has to be total as the first commandment for the church makes obvious. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your powers. It's pretty comprehensive. This is the first commandment. Since love for the Lord comes not from us, but from the Lord himself then, all our heart, soul, mind, and powers, which are containers for love, back to these containers, must be the Lord's. So our submission has to be total. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to have it. But if you want to get to the place where you're in this angelic state, which is the happiest state you can be in, the way it works is you've got to... There's only one source of happiness, actual happiness. You can get things that approximate happiness. You can get it through... Go, go out and, and be superior to people. Go harm people. Go live a, a self-centered, shallow life. You can do it. You get something, but it's disrupted often. It doesn't really last, and it's not really it, as destructive as the people around you. There's, there's only one way to get the real thing. The real thing comes from the Lord. This kind of surrender, surrender is what is symbolized by we in our ground will live as slaves to Pharaoh. So that weird little phrase holds all this within it. That's the nature of the correspondence of Scripture. Pharaoh represents the earthly plane in general, which is under the oversight of inner heavenliness, or in the highest sense, under the oversight of the Lord, who in that sense is Joseph. There's a little extra characters for you. So, if you want to understand why you're in that cycle, if you want to understand what's this doing, it's, don't worry, you can just look for the how, after I've gone through this, do I a little more not want to be my own person, I mean I'm not clinging to everything negative that feels like it's mine. You probably know what I'm talking about in yourself. And I'm more like, okay, I know. What's good is good. It's Every movie and every book, you go through, the bad guy goes through these difficult things or, or the protagonist goes through different difficult things and, and gains some empathy. You understand. So that's what we're looking for. Okay, right, that, I wish that didn't have to happen, and God wishes that didn't have to happen too. But since we're through it, where have I, now, looking back, how much more now do I want to be the Lord's, do I want to be a container for the, the Lord's stuff? Because that is what is invariably pulling you into heaven, and that's good. And that's the news from heaven. Does that make sense? I mean, that it feels like it's pretty edgy stuff, but as soon as I read this, I felt like I've got to make news from heaven about it, because it hit me really hard in a good way. Let me know in the comments. Does it work for you? Does it give you direction and hope and comfort? What does it give you? Let us know. We'll see you next time. Thanks.